Welcome to Harvest Time. We look forward to introducing you to the Hensons. And uh, not too often we have the privilege to have grown children that grew up here in Guam. And uh, in this case, Pastor Joe and his wife, Garcia, and their two sons and uh, wives that are visiting here. Surprising, Pastor Joe and his wife, their 40th wedding anniversary and a great celebration. But before we get to that interview, we do want to remind you that this Sunday we will be meeting together. I personally will be off-island and doing some recruiting for the ministry here. I'm so glad for great uh, communicators of God's Word and preachers. Happens to be Pastor Jared Baldwin that will be speaking out of Galatians chapter 3, starting in verse 15, and the ongoing arguments that Paul laid out for grace and not good works. And uh, I'm so glad for godly men they are able to help us in this. Sunday morning, 1030, our worship service, a chance to be able to uh, corporately as a church meet, worship the Lord in music and hearing a godly message. Of course, at 930, all of our Sunday school hours are started up. Adult Bible fellowships join us. If you're visiting for the first time, Come by the kiosk in the front of the church building. We can point you in the right direction. And then this is the Sunday that we look forward to as well on Sunday night for our family Bible hour that's spread out into the homes of our church members here at Harvest. We call that watch care. If you happen to come, you say, boy, I wonder what else is going on besides just the main church uh, meetings. Uh, jump in, come by the kiosk. We'll be glad to put you in one of our homes. Uh, we're so thankful for faithful men and ladies, and they're opening their homes and taking God's word and uh, eating some good food uh, physically and spiritually. It's a busy week. I trust and pray you'll take advantage of all that we have here at Harvest. Well, it is a privilege today to have Pastor Joe Henson with us. First of all, thank you, Pastor, for being with us. Oh, it's great to be here. It's been a while since we've had, I think we had you and your wife on the program yeah. before. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, we've been up here over the last 15, 20 years, 20 several times, times for things. Yeah. But. Well, you've not been up here in this situation before. No, yes. no, for sure. Well, as mentioned in the earlier part of the program, it's a privilege to have a couple of guest speakers with us. Yeah. And I'm going to let you introduce these two with us. Okay? All right. I mean, sure. I can, but when's the next time you're going to have this situation? Uh, you're not. Yeah, yeah. This so is introduce a, our two guests today. Okay, we've got two special guests. We we've got uh, Pastor Joe Henson the third. Notice I said third, not third, yes. because that's he couldn't say that <laughs> when he was young. So Joe Henson the third, and then we have his little brother Garth. <laughs> and uh, these are our boys. Uh, they grew up here in Guam. If you're Ever ask them, if you the, see them in the mainland, you ask them where home is, they'll always say it's Guam. Yeah. And uh, so they're here visiting. Well, we're privileged to have them here. Uh, a few weeks ago, they had um, been a part of our services in music and given testimonies. And uh, Pastor Joe, uh, which we have multiple Pastor Joes now, uh, <laughs> preached for us and did a great job. Let's. Um, I, I want you all up here because the emphasis I want to make is to encourage our young families that are here on the island that are working really hard mm. with uh, their children. They uh, want to have another generation raised up and love God. But sometimes that's so far down the road they just can't see it. Well, yeah. here we have an opportunity. Uh, as we were talking earlier, your dad was out here a few mm. years ago, uh, obviously with uh, his boys, including you. Yeah. 
wanted you to have a heart for God, mm. and that happened. And then your desire for your family, your boys, that's happened. Mm. And I know their desire is for their children. So yeah. let's let's carve into for you, Pastor Joe, you and Garcia. Uh, what did you do? If I say, give me a couple of these were really important big ideas mm. that we wanted to do for our boys. Mm. What did you do? Then I want them to comment on that. <laughs> well, parenting, the way Garthia and I see it, has to be very intentional. Uh, you can't just let things go and expect it to come out right. And so we wanted to be very involved in our children's lives. We wanted to, to teach them. The scripture brings up two really important ideas, that is nurturing and admonishing. And so on the one hand, we, we realized that structured discipline was really important for our guys. But then on the other hand, there had to be loving correction and teaching. And so we've spent a lot of time w- with them through the years, just with the teaching and with the, the correction, the, 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 the discipline. It takes time to, to do that. Uh, we never wanted to get in a rush. Uh, when we when it came to the discipline side of it, and uh, so we worked through a lot of things. We go back to the bedroom, sit on the bed, and now let's talk for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, we work through <laughs> things that way. I'm glad you're all uh, laughing about it. <laughs> we're laughing now. Now sure. we're laughing. <laughs> so, so comment on that, uh, Garth. Let's start with the little, uh, the littlest, youngest one here. <laughs> <laughs> your reflections on those days and you'd say this was the kind of home i grew up yeah. in you yeah. know you, the rearview mirror look what would you say and then uh, uh joe as well so one of the things that i think is most uh, impactful in my life and i've actually brought it up multiple times with people over the years is one of the things that stands out that plays along with what he just said is the memory of even when ministry was busy and there were emergency hospital visits or there were things like that that took out of what otherwise would have been a day off or whatever. He still took one of us with him. We still had that time. We were involved constantly in ministry. It wasn't one or the other. It was taking us along with him and training us as he went. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I've taken away. And I try as busy as life gets, making sure with my own kids now that it's teaching along the way. It's not home and work or home and ministry they're not separate it's all one thing joe what would you say about that yeah i would agree um you know i look back and i think one of the things as a child that was very clear in our home was that mom and dad always loved us Mm -hmm. there's no question about that and one of the ways that that was clear for us that they did love us is that they didn't let things slide they didn't let things go Mm -hmm. um you, you couldn't roll your eyes without being asked <laughs> we'd roll was, them right back to you that's right that's right without being asked what was going on in your mind and so often those conversations would be would be long because it was digging into our hearts mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to know what was going on a lot much like uh, solomon's pleading my son give me your heart mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what they tried to do was right. was dig out of us what was really happening in our hearts um getting to the root of that and um over the t- over the years we learned to trust them trust their wisdom mm-hmm. uh, trust their instruction uh, because they've proven over those years that uh, even through the uh, hard times, uh, through our foolish decisions, uh, obviously silliness as boys, some of the uh, the nonsense we, we were involved in as, as young people, that, that they loved us and that um, we were... Um, we were not going to lose uh, status as sons yeah. when things went bad, right. and uh, and so for for me, uh, I can look back and say I think what they were doing was um, trying to rear 
children who could answer to the Lord, you know, 2,500 years from now, not just raise us to, mm-hmm. to live 25 mm-hmm. years from now. Right. Um, and so many parents I, I know of uh, want to rear children to, so that they know how to make a living, mm-hmm. but they forget to teach them how to live. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like mom and dad, um, yeah. through their love and their instruction and their guidance, taught us how to live. Mm-hmm. Let me um, get to a second layer of questions about that, and mm-hmm. let me get to you, Garth, because for both of you, your vocations are different, and mm-hmm. I want you to comment on what you're doing in the secular world, uh, Garth, and then uh, Joe, you're in ministry. Mm-hmm. So th- this doesn't matter whether you're in ministry. Everyone's in ministry, but your vocation is different. You have uh, talked about how many children you have, Garth, and then where you live and how you are doing it now. Um, how you, You've got your children, and this isn't the, the 70s. This is 2017, and, yeah. and parenting, in principle, doesn't change, as your right. father said. I mm-hmm. totally wholeheartedly, but, boy, the application of that, mm-hmm. you have new challenges your way. How do you see that? That's kind of a three-layered question to that. but I'll try to touch on them all. Okay. Um, so <laughs> first with the kids, I do have five children, mm-hmm. my wife and I. Um, Sarah's 14, and uh, she started high school this year which has its own full set of new problems yeah. that or, or challenges that we're uh, working through. Um, Benjamin is 12, and uh, then we have Rachel is 9, Ruth is 6, and Esther is 4. And uh, we live just south of Seattle uh, in Washington State there. And I work on a tech job in Seattle. I've been working in the web programming industry for about 12 years now. And uh, it, it is a challenge because I do leave in the morning before they're up out of bed, get home by dinner time and then i have a few hours each night before we put them down to bed and so uh, as you mentioned i don't feel like the the object or the uh, goal has changed at all over the generations but there are a lot of things with technology and with the phones and with tablets and with video games and everything else that even some of the things that i grew up on the beginning side of it I see in my own children that are constant struggles, things I'm having to, they're, they're easy to go to and they're easy distractions, which helps mom and dad sometimes, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking just this week where even with our oldest, just making sure that we don't turn over control to the phone and the friends and things like that, but making sure that we still take the time to make sure we have her heart. Mm. And my son is 12 and he's right at that verge where He's starting to make decisions and he's starting to discover new things and making sure not only am I available, but that I'm, I'm driving a mm-hmm. relationship with him and demanding that uh, level of trust and earning that trust yeah. from him at the same time. You know, comment for a minute, Garth, before we get to your brother here, uh, because you're in the technology world. You're on the, I would gathered probably the cutting edge of technology that's Mm -hmm. out there you're very involved you're a senior level right and you have children you know what what do you do when your child's getting to be a teenager and hey i you know dad i need a phone and the phone's (laughs) no longer just it makes phone calls it does a lot of other stuff connects them to the world with is some awesome tool it is but boy it's a horrible weapon and very dangerous right what are what are you saying to people that say man i what do i do with that 
So uh, that's a really good question. And one of the first things I do is in our home, we have filtering set up on mm -hmm. every connected device in our house from whether it's the TV that now has to go online to update itself mm -hmm. or the video game system or the tablets that the kids are watching movies or playing games on and even the phones, every new device that comes in our house and connects, we have to set what level of access we choose. Mm -hmm. And so for, for our house, that's one of the things I recommend, and it's it's worked well because we'll have the youth group over for an activity, and I'll see teens frustrated because they can't check Facebook or they can't do other things while they're in our house. Mm -hmm. And so while I agree the technology is a fantastic tool, my son has his first research projects this year in sixth grade, and my daughter does other things, but um, the constraint we're putting around it generally is a time it's certain times of day or if mom and dad are gone, you have more access to the phone because we want to be able to get in touch with right. you or emergencies. But um, I, I would say working in the industry, I tend to uh, almost doubt <laughs> almost more than some people mm -hmm. where I, 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 uh, I see where some of the security from the technical side of things are. And so I, I push against some of the things a little bit. But uh, I also think that I tend to uh, embrace a lot of the newer systems and things like that. But they always have to go within the bounds of, of guidelines. And right. the way my wife and I have approached it is rather than trying to address each new thing and figure out what the new guidelines are, it's, okay, what is our rule? What is our standard for the house? Now, how can this new tool fit within the standards we've already set? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, we're not going to have it. We can't. If it does, and we can use it within the boundaries, and it's going to keep our children within the the rule set we already have put in place, right. then by all means, let's use it. Yeah, good. You know, and as you were talking, I'm thinking of that Proverbs 4, 23, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes <clears throat> children don't know enough about that, but the parents do. And right. helping them with that, I, that, those are great applications. Pastor Joe, talk about your family, where you're at, and how you see parenting now. Sure. Um, we live in Durham, North Carolina, and uh, I have the privilege of pastoring uh, Trinity Bible Church there. Um, married uh, Christy, and uh, I certainly married up uh, when I married her. <laughs> I'm grateful. She is my better half for sure. And uh, we have three uh, beautiful girls. Uh, Karis Grace is about to turn 13. Uh, Alyssa Faith is 10. Raina Truth is uh, 7. And uh, they... I wish they'd stop growing. They're, they're growing way too fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, it has been a uh, joy. I, I tell our parents all the time, I feel like I'm learning I, still, even though I had such a uh, such good examples in parents myself. We've had grandparents that have loved us and let us. I still feel like I'm learning how to parent mm -hmm. every day. Um, part of that is is coming to know who they are. I feel like my children are constantly changing. Uh, I remember a pastor friend saying once, uh, uh, your wife will always be a moving target, so enjoy the journey. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that in parenting. Um, each one of our children is different. Um, they have their own personalities, their own struggles. Um, uh, by God's grace, all three have made professions of faith in Christ. And uh, we've baptized two of them. We have the youngest one who we're still working with and praying toward uh, a step of uh, obedience mm -hmm. and baptism. But um, one of the biggest uh, prayers that Christy and I have is that our, our girls uh, will not just know uh, the God of their father and their mother, but that they will know this God as their own. Mm -hmm. He will be their God. 
And uh, uh, my dad used to say all the time that uh, because my daddy says so or because my mommy <laughs> says so is a great answer for a five-year-old, it's a terrible answer for a 55-year-old. Mm-hmm. And um, I am longing for the day when we begin to see these girls uh, knowing God themselves, pursuing him themselves, and, uh, and obeying him mm-hmm. as they ought. So um, we have the privilege at home. Christy's a teacher, and so she teaches our girls at home. And, uh, and that has um, had been a very helpful thing for us. Uh, we have uh, some, some school options nearby that may work, but they're, they're not close enough for us right now that, uh, that, that just the commute would be too, um, too much of a challenge for our family, uh, particularly with our church ministry. So she teaches them at home, and uh, that gives us a lot of additional parenting time mm-hmm. that I think many parents don't have. And so in many ways, I, I have seen how God has preserved um, them from s- introduction to some things that they might otherwise have already found their way into uh, because they're at home. Uh, we also have, have seen that it has allowed um, opportunities. I, I see them at lunchtime. Uh, a lot of parents don't see their kids at lunchtime. Uh, I have the opportunity to uh, talk to them throughout the day. If there is a discipline problem, um, we, we joke that uh, mommy's the teacher, but daddy's the principal. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> uh, I will, uh, will, will be able to step in and, and work with the girls. Um, but because we're involved in ministry, we, we keep them closely connected to what we're doing as well. We, we strive to help them uh, have a mindset, I think, that our parents had for us, uh, that we are in ministry together and so that we serve God and we serve his people. If those are Christ's two greatest commandments. I want my girls to have that heart. They want to love God with all their heart and love people. And uh, I don't want us to be selfish with our lives. And so we, we're, we're working to that end uh, mm-hmm. with the girls. But uh, like Garth said, uh, we are watching increasingly uh, technology encroach. Um, even within the church or the youth group or other things, there are there are all of us as parents together are finding that it's just increasingly difficult uh, because um, it seems like uh, technology or the those that are um, offering things to our young people are becoming increasingly aggressive. Um, there was almost a passivity to some of the things that we could find our way to as young men ourselves. In, in an old era, you could find your way to a channel, but you had to go looking for it. You could mm-hmm. find your way to view something, but you had to go buy that magazine. There were other things where right now you can have a child sitting there looking up information for school, and it comes after them. Yeah. And so, as Gar said, I think working to protect our young people. Yeah. And so we introduced our girls recently to um, this last Christmas uh, uh, Kindle device, but it's it's uh, we're using it as a tool uh, with parental protections, trying to work on time limits right. to, to guard them. But but begin to introduce them to some of the same things as, as my brother said to to learn how to mm-hmm. navigate this, and, uh, and all the while pursuing their hearts. We yeah. want their hearts. Mm-hmm. Pastor Joe, uh, why don't you close here? Because I'm sure is listening to your boys, and you, I know you're active with your grandchildren mm-hmm. as much as you can, with technology, mm-hmm. FaceTime, et cetera, and Skype in early years. Yeah. And I'm sure this is refreshing to hear uh, from your boys and rewarding. Um, these are things you teach at the Bible mm-hmm. College here at the church uh, and been doing it a long time. What are your comments on the close here? Well, it's a privilege to see. Uh, people say, how, how did your t- kids turn out so well? I, I just simply say God's grace. Mm-hmm. That's it. God, God has done it. Um, we're, we're grateful for what God is doing in their lives. Um, 
we were super grateful when we saw them make good choices looking for wives. Mm-hmm. And that was huge because we knew that would be a major issue for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And they both chose young ladies who were godly women, who wanted to serve God, who had interest in ministry. And so uh, we are just so privileged uh, to be able to now look at them almost as peers, <laughs> which is really neat. Now now they're good friends, and I know they're still my boys, but, but we're good friends, and we're able to talk. And uh, there, there's been times through the years where they've called up and said, Dad, uh, what about this issue with our kids, or how do we do this? And, and we've been able to give them some mm-hmm. thoughts on that. But it's just been neat to see them pick up the idea that I've got to teach my kids. I've got mm-hmm. to train my children. I am responsible for God. To, to do what's right for my children. And, and so both of them have, have been doing that. And I think both of them realize what they're doing in training their children well is they're actually training the, the next generation, their, their grandchildren, because that's where it's going to even pay off in bigger dividends. So we're, we're just grateful for what God is doing. And we're grateful that you've tuned in today to Harvest Time here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. We'd invite you to join us this weekend, beginning at 9.30 a.m. for Adult Bible Fellowships and Children's Programs at Harvest Baptist Church. Also, join us at 10.30 a.m. for our morning worship service this Sunday. Everyone's invited. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.